You are listening to the Cuss Running Podcast, where we believe that running should be whimsical and that everyone belongs. Run as you are. This week's guest on the podcast is Michelle Hartwig. Michelle is an accomplished trail and ultra runner, and she's also the owner and founder of Ornery Mule Racing. Tune in to hear us talk about how she got into ultra running and how she started her company. All right, Michelle, I want to hear your running journey. How did you get into it? Uh, well, I started running when the kids were little, probably like around, I don't know, I think it was 2005. My daughter was born in 2000. So she was probably about five years old and I worked out at a health club and I saw runners there and I would just take classes, but I'm like, oh, I could never be a runner. And even when I tried it one time, it was like, I made it past a couple houses and then I was absolutely dying. And I just decided um, one day I'm like, well, I'm going to give it a try and sign up for a race. And I don't think I even realized that there was anything but like the Chicago marathon, like, cause <laughs> if anybody ran, they just ran the Chicago marathon. So that's yeah. what I signed up for. <laughs> like, I don't think I knew there was five K's or, you know, which would have been a nice start. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so amazing. So you just, you know, so you would run a couple houses. Had you run further than that before you were like, I'm going to sign up for this race. Cause that's all oh, I know no. about. <laughs> oh no. I had not run past our neighbor's house when I signed <laughs> up for Chicago marathon, but I, it was a year, you know, like I okay. had a full year to get ready and, uh, and I really, and then I told people and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I tell people? Cause now I can't pull out because now people actually know yep. that I'm signed up for this race. And so I, um, like, I know that so many people do this. I went on and like searched, you know, Hal Hig and I found Hal Higgins course, free yeah. download. And, uh, so I downloaded his like beginner program and I just started doing it. And, um, I just kind of get, I didn't even have a watch. Um, so I just kind of, I would drive around and kind of guess the mileage <laughs> and, I, my mom would babysit for me, uh, cause the kids were small and she would, she had a shop. So it'd be like in the afternoon. And so I always ran like two in the afternoon when it was like super hot. Oh, gosh. So now I love hot running and it, you know, it did, you know, like I, it doesn't bother. Me. I mean like kettle, I love kettle running through the <laughs> meadows cause I'm used to this really hot running and, um, so I just, yeah, I just did all the training. I all by myself, I kept seeing those runners and like, I'm like at the health club and I'm like, okay, those guys are real runners, but I'm <laughs> not a runner. I'm just trying to figure this out. And I'm totally, you know, I did a 20 mile run, but I still showed up on race day going, well, you know, 6.2 more miles. Can I actually do it? And I don't think I liked a single training run really. <laughs> I, I was just so scared for whatever reason. And then race, and then I got to the race and it was just like all the energy. And then I saw people from the health club that were the real runners. They're like, yeah, Michelle run with us. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. And, <laughs> um, I ended up having to leave them and cause I ran in the afternoon and it was really hot. It was super hot. So oh, it didn't yeah. bother me at all. And, um, 
and I loved it. It was just all the energy from the race. And like that run felt really good. It was like so easy because, you know, training works. Yes. And then the gift is race day. And that was like when I first learned, you know, how awesome it was, even though I was panicked for a year over it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That is the, that is the biggest buildup I've seen yet. And some of these running journeys, like, I'm gonna sign up for a marathon. Haven't even run a mile yet. I love the confidence involved in that. And also like the confidence that comes with not knowing what you were signing up for, or that there were other options. Yeah. I don't, it wasn't confidence. It was just dumb. <laughs> it was just, it was me just not knowing that there was any other option. <laughs> you know, like what now when people ask you, they're like, oh, you run. So you run a marathon. Like that's about how much I knew about running. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you go after the Chicago marathon? Uh, well then I did a couple more marathons, uh, um, like over that winter. Like I went out to visit my family in Arizona and then my husband used to go to Florida for a work conference. So I did a marathon, the A1A marathon there. So I, over that, that winter, I did a few more marathons and for some reason, like the second marathon that I did, uh, when I crossed the finish line, I said to my husband, I'm like, you know, I could run five more miles and then it would be an ultra. And I'm <laughs> not course. quite sure how I knew about that. I probably was like reading magazines or whatever. And, uh, so like I, for right away, I got ultra in my brain. So I did marathons, you know, through then. And then the next year I, decided I wanted to run an ultra and my, my dad lives in Arizona. So I kind of like to do Arizona races so I could go visit family. And I just searched and I found Havelina hundred and nice. I signed up for the hundred K. And, um, so then I, I ended up doing like a 50 K before then as a training run, but I Havelina was technically the first one I had signed up for. Mm -hmm. And then I did like Howl at the Moon eight hour before that. Um, and I, and then I actually, I just went out to Havelina this year and it was kind of funny because I remember Jamil Curry, the race director mm -hmm. there, and I asked him a bunch of dumb questions before I, you know, cause I didn't know anything like it. There wasn't Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, like there was no way for, I, I didn't even like when I went to the race, I, everybody was eating food. I couldn't believe they had like pie. Like I had never <laughs> ate anything on my training runs. Cause yeah. I didn't know you should. <laughs> and it was like really weird to me, but he was, I remember he was just so helpful to me. And, uh, and then at the race, he, uh, he was just, um, you know, he was just very engaged. There was a time that I didn't think I was going to make the cutoff, but I was definitely way ahead of cutoff, but mentally my, and he, he's like, no, no, you got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. You know, you could crawl and finish. <laughs> and, um, so it was real. I remember how nice he was and I, and I thought what a great community and it was a pretty big race then, but it was only like 200 people, but for ultras, it was pretty big at the time. And then this year I went back with my kids and we ran the night race and come to find out it was only like the second year he was race director. Oh, wow. It. And it That's was a cool. different course than it is now. And, uh, so, but it's uh, now it's huge. It's like 800 
plus runners. That might be more than that. I think I it's a thousand. I think it goes okay. up to, a, I was literally, only reason I that I was literally talking to someone about the other day who just gone out and run it and how it was a thousand was the capacity, which is crazy. Yeah, I, it is crazy, but it's, he, they do a great job. I really love um, the Aravipa community and they were a big inspiration to, I mean, he's been a big inspiration to me since I started, since he was my first, you know, basically my first ultra. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. Okay. So have you run shorter distances, shorter distance races since then? Yeah. I, well now I'm like, right now, I think I'm on a kick where I only want to do like 50 miles. Mm -hmm. I don't think I want to train for a hundred. Uh, but I, when, you know, at that time, I, you know, hundreds, there is just no high, like a hundred mile finish yeah. line. Like it just feels so good to finish a hundred. And I kept, and I kept chasing like a hundred mile PR. I really never did that great at a hundred. I was better at hundred K, uh, 50 mile distances. I always have stomach issues. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but you know, still the, I, I mean, I finished hundreds and you know, did the best that I could, but yeah. I just never thought I like had the race that completely came together for me. Yeah. And, but for like 50 miles and hundred Ks, I I've had some decent races. And so, but now, you know, so mainly I, like I would do a 50 mile run as a training run for a hundred, mm -hmm. but I would do okay at the 50 mile, even though I didn't taper to it and it would be like a hundred mile week for me or something. Yeah. So, oh but now I've decided, you know, 50 miles, I, I just don't have the time to train yeah. that high of mileage. And I, you know, it's kind of nice. You do 50 miles, you can, you know, cheer on some people afterwards. You're not like complete, you know, like walking funny the next week. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done in like a day, you know, a normal yeah. day. Like you could wake up at a normal time, go to sleep at a normal time and just be running all day, really, which is amazing. So how long into your ultra running did ordinary mule start and how did it start? Well, it started pretty, well, I don't know. I guess it didn't start that early into it. I would, I, I consider 2011 the year that it started. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I guess I was running longer than that. I mean, a few years before that I was running ultras, but I, um, it started because in Crystal Lake here where I live, I was running on the trails out there and I was doing ultras and you know, there, what, there, what everyone I would do, like I would do Padawatomy, um, I did kettle ice age. Like you used to be able to sign up for ice age and kettle, like the day of yeah, the race and just get in. Yeah. And, um, and, but there was never anybody that lived near me that mm -hmm. was doing it. And then when I was running on the trails at veterans acres, you, I, did not see very many people at all. And I really kind of wanted to meet some other people. And I would like look at the entrance list. And <laughs> I remember there was one person that was like a couple towns over and I was like, oh, I have to meet that person. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really wanted to meet some of the other people that were doing it. And, and plus Veterans Acres and Crystal Lake is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, trails. that's a great place. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. And now people, so I, well, I decided, you know, I'll put on an ultra out here and then that way I can introduce people to what it is. Cause if I, you know, I want everybody to get to enjoy what I'm enjoying doing. Mm -hmm. And so I planned uh earth day 50 K okay. 
that was my first race and it was just the 50k the first year and it, we had like 75 people signed nice. up and i and i remember thinking oh my gosh i have to take care of 75 people <laughs> like wow this is a big responsibility i got to keep them safe all day but i but i it's a great like looped course mm -hmm. um i felt like it was very beginner friendly because you could like if you are attached to a certain food i mean we have an aid station but you could bring your drop bag and you know like something's like i like to drink my own water uh because i like like natural spring water which is actually <laughs> what we have at our aid stations but you know like and so my husband would always drive around and bring that to me at races but you know with a loop course like that i felt it was very beginner friendly and uh the race went really well i mean um, I'm glad it was 75 people because I had some lessons I'm sure to learn. I remember the night before the race, like I kind of mismanaged my time of how to get the race swag bags and stuff together. Yes. And like for like, I like was in my living room, like packing and doing yes. all this and it I've like took there. forever. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh, I am not, I definitely need to manage more time for that next time. And so, um, the next year we got a little bit bigger and then I don't know, we just kept getting bigger and, uh, frozen gnome, we added the, the next year after that. And that, that was mainly, I don't really like winter running. And even though I mean, I shouldn't say that it's gorgeous. Like snow covered yeah. trails are maybe my favorite kind of trails to run on, but it's really hard to stay motivated all winter because the weather's not consistent and um and i thought it'd be really nice to have something to look forward to you know midwinter so frozen gnome you know we came up with that and i don't know i just kept finding like courses that i wanted people to run on and do <laughs> uh let's see what was next um i guess hennepin because like i was saying i liked 100 mile racing mm -hmm. and i like to chase you know i i really like to run at the fastest pace that I can without blowing up. Like yes. that's where I'm excited okay. about. That's what I like to, you know, chase PRs, whatever that is for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of what I enjoy in running. So a flat and fast course was something that sounded really exciting to me that was scenic and was maybe on a, and I, you know, this was stuff I had in my head that I was looking for that was on a trail that we could help. And then I found the Hennepin Canal State Park Trail. And so then the Hennepin 100 went on. And then then we got Galena, because I used to vacation in Galena with my family uh, when we would camp. And so right down by where we camped at is where we have a Galena Sky mm -hmm. uh, Trail race. And it just kind of kept on going until now we got a whole bunch of races. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of those lessons that you learned in those first couple years of race directing? Uh, well, managing my time was pretty huge. I, I think that I always think that one of the best things I did was grow slowly mm -hmm. uh, because if I would have let like we had people asking to get in if i would have let those people in i think i would have been more likely to not have handled everything as well mm -hmm. um i'm let me see you know just organizing like aid stations we've gotten super efficient 
uh, you know, like just a whole system of spreadsheets of exactly what you'll go through at an aid station. And then we pack these really nice boxes and there's like a spreadsheet on the top. And, um, you know, we know how much nutrition you're going to go, you know, like sweet stuff, how much salty stuff, you know, like peanut butter, protein, like all that kind of stuff. And we have it categorized. Like that's something that's just kind of evolved over the years that uh, we have a really good system in place. Um, designing um, is the my f- most fun part of it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I wasn't sure who did all you all's designs. Well, I have a few different graphic artists that I work with, mm-hmm. but I'll, um, and they there's some stuff I can do. I'm not as as talented of a graphic artist as the people I work with, but usually I can kind of draw something out and then mm-hmm. give them the idea that they yeah. make it like spectacular. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So I don't know, just kind of learning, you know, where, it's, you know, building good relationships. I've got some great t-shirt companies that I work with. I have a metal company that, uh, that is my old, my best relationship I have. They never fail me. And uh, they just do a great job. Like they even last year for Kettle, I always order everything super far in advance. Mm -hmm. And I had ordered the buckles, but we hadn't unpacked them and got them all organized for the race because we put everything in a clear box and then label it so it's easy to find Mm -hmm. on race day. And the week of the race, we unloaded the buckles and the hundred mile finisher buckles, they had accidentally sent us all sub 24 oh, hundred no. mile <laughs> finisher buckles. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and it was like the week before the race. And I was like, oh my gosh. And we had like 180 buckles, but I like to have one buckle for every person that signed up, mm-hmm. even though I, I doubt we had 180 finishers. So, um, so I kind of knew that we probably had enough regardless, but I still wanted to have one for every single runner just in case they literally got me the buckles made and sent to me before mm-hmm. race day. And this was like on Monday or Tuesday and the race was on Saturday. That's so impressive. Oh my so, goodness. You know, having great companies that you work with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, you know, I feel like it was partly my fault. I should have had it opened and, you know, I had been <laughs> yeah. sitting there for a month ready to go and we just hadn't put it in the box yet, the clear box yet. So yeah. <laughs> what were you doing before you got into race directing? Well, I was a sales rep for like running mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And so I worked at, um, like I would manage territories, mm-hmm. uh, like Midwest territories for, I worked for innovate shoe company. Okay. I ran for innovate actually for like six years. Oh, wow. That's cool as well. And, uh, then, um, I worked like for tailwind and squirrels, Nut butter. Okay, cool. And Gingy socks and Mm -hmm. just a bunch of there. I mean, Sid and Nikki always joke because I'm always like, oh yeah, I used to work for them. (laughs) (laughs) You've got your, you've toured the ultra running company. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Cause when you're a rep, you have a bag you, It's like, and you always rep a whole bunch of companies. Yeah. yeah you don't, yeah. Ju- it's not just one. So mine were all like, I was a trail runner. So like, I tend yeah. to get a bunch of good trail running stuff. Got you. So 
you know, I, your reputations have an event. If like uh, your events have a reputation. Oh my goodness, I really messed that one up. Your events have a reputation at this point, and to where you know I've heard of them. And what I hear over and over is just it's so friendly, and everyone is so just joyful to be there. And as a race director, you have so much responsibility of being able to create that environment. So how have you created that environment in your trail races? I don't know. I, I think it just is a reflection of my personality, possibly. I am ridiculously positive. <laughs> and uh, I mean, not that I'm constantly always positive, but <laughs> Nikki will, Nikki let, works with us. She says, even if I complain, I'm like a couple seconds later, I'm like, I come out with a positive thing about mm -hmm. what I just complained about. <laughs> I like, I can't like stay with that. So and I, I don't know, I, I, um, you know, as I can't say that there, you know, there hasn't ever been any drama, you know, mm -hmm. that's ever happened around our races, but I try really hard to, uh, you know, within the community, but I, you know, I'm not going to put up it with it, it within our races. I don't know. I just, I want everybody to feel welcome. I keep saying that I want everybody <laughs> to feel welcome. And I actually, when I went to American trail running conference, uh, they, they do a bunch of, well, you know, getting educated, I think has been really helpful and they do a bunch of educational classes. Mm -hmm. And there was one educational class that I felt like helped me a lot. And uh, a guy named Peter put it on and they were talking about inclusion. And I'm thinking, well, the ultra running community is so friendly and so, you know, inclusive. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how we could, you know, like, how do we make that better? And then he was just saying, just by saying that mm -hmm. you are just by keep saying it. So I just started saying it. And then all of a sudden people started telling me that they actually realized they felt safe there because I was saying it out mm -hmm. loud and mm -hmm. it was just that simple and it that made a huge difference and then I do think that a lot of people like when I built the website <clears throat> ordinary meal racing um I was like okay well I need to kind of define who I am and I'm like what am I all about and I'm like you know, like if somebody comes there, what do the, what do I want them to know about ordinary meal racing? And I'm like kindness community and ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yes, I love And I that. just, I just <clears throat> type that out, like just kind of <laughs> quickly. And that's been something that people have connected to quite a bit. And then I think that they, you know, that's who comes because the people that don't want to be like that aren't going to be yes. part of our community. Yeah, exactly. I love that you say that. I mean, you know, for myself, I'm a queer race director. And so I understand the value. And if, if you don't say that you're a safe space for a lot of people, like we don't know. Right. And so there's, there's so much value in just saying it out loud to know, because like, for me, there's races I won't go to, cause I'm like, I don't, know the race director i don't know the location i don't know these people and like i you know i don't want to go and have issues and i know a lot of other people in the community not just queer people bipoc athletes that feel that same way and so i love that you put that out there and you say it because there is such importance and like you said the people who are like oh i don't want to be inclusive like they don't come to your races so yeah. that's okay <laughs> like you know like maybe we're not being inclusive to them i get but like 
that's not the vibe you want at those races. And there's plenty of race directors that don't care, you know, and they can go do those races. So I, you know, I commend you for putting that out there, just knowing that like, oh, I'm probably going to lose, you know, some runners from this, but I'll gain a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend at once tell me they're like, well, Michelle, it's your race. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need to, you know, just be you. And then the people that, that you like to be around are going to be the who's naturally comes around. Yeah. And, and, and I'm too positive for some people. Like I, re- <laughs> there's literally people I know that could not stand me because they couldn't believe that I was really that happy or, and, <laughs> and it's not even like I am, but they just, you know, cause like I said, I don't like to actually say that's who I am. Cause that's, I'm not always happy, but <laughs> I am pretty positive and that can be hard on people. And I'm, I'm so glad I, and also that taking that class and I didn't know we needed to necessarily say that out loud. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I, that simple little class, that one tidbit yeah, and immediately, like, it was like overnight me starting to say that, that people started reaching out going, oh, I'm so, I feel safe here. I'm so glad. And yeah, um, yeah that was amazing. And it's good to hear that from you as well. <laughs> so thank you. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that Jamil was kind of an inspiration to you. Are there other race directors that you've looked up to over your career? Uh, well, Jason and Timo from Kettle 100. Okay. Yeah that uh, Kettle, like Ice Age, I like Ice Age 50, uh, but like I said, I always like the 100 mile distance. And actually, I really think the 100K distance is totally an amazing distance. I think there should be more races out there that 100K is the longest distance because I think it's a fun distance to race because mm-hmm. most people's body won't fall apart in that hundred K yeah. and they can really push themselves and find out how hard they can push themselves. And a hundred miles, a lot trickier to, to do that. And so a lot of people, like, I kind of feel like ice age 50 was the more popular one. And I like was in love with kettle 100 when <laughs> ice age was not the most popular one. I think the course is absolutely amazing. Um, especially the hundred K course. I actually never did the hundred, the hundred K course was what I just think is an absolute perfect course. And I remember going to a race that, and they like talked beforehand and it was, the race was small enough that they could like yell and tell everybody the directions (laughs) right before the race and you could hear them. And they were so funny. Like they did like a skit and I'm like, man, I wish I could be that funny. I never will be, (laughs) (laughs) but they were like, and, but what they needed to get across to everybody, they just did such a perfect job of getting that across. And, uh, and then Temo would be at the finish line for every single person. And, you know, a hundred mile runner going out when they would get to the, you know, the hundred K point, and then they have to turn around and go back (laughs) out. And um, I just have a lot of really great feelings about them. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, What's next in ornery mule? Do you have other races you want to add or direction you want to grow? Yeah, there, um, there is other races that I would like to add. I would, I mean, I've been looking at some 200 mile courses. Cause I think everyone's that would be really into that cool. right now. Yeah. 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 That's growing. And I would like to do a marathon. I am looking at a marathon course. Uh, when I added Galena, I was actually in Galena looking for a marathon course mm. and, but didn't find a marathon course, but found the course that I did. 
And so like those would be the two races that maybe I would add, uh, you know, we, we've got the coaching business. We're really excited about that. That's going, uh, well, and it's really, um, a passion for me too, because when I started running, you know, like I didn't know you were supposed to eat. I didn't know how to train. Like I just, I think I just probably ran too many miles all the time. And, uh, so I got a coach at one point and learned how nice that was. And so now I like really wish that everybody could have a coach because it would make, so, you know, it's so important to, I want everybody to be the healthiest, best runner that they can be. So focusing on our coaching, uh, a lot is probably most for this year. And then we've been working on a fashion line. Uh, oh, we have a yes. whole fashion, fashion, uh, we've Nikki and Sid have been helping and we've got a whole room at our shop that we've made it all clean. And, you know, <laughs> like it's a clean slate that it's like our inspiration room to design stuff. So we've, um, come up with some good designs this year. And, um, that's been, I don't know, that's just, we just wake up and do stuff that we like to do. And... <laughs> You're like, what a joy. What a joy. Okay. I know you're training for a race right now. Remind me of what that is. Well, I have crown King 50 K coming up, which is one of Jamil's races. Yes. And, but I don't really consider that my a race for this year, even though it's going to take everything I have to be able to finish that I do. I'm going to sign up for tunnel Hill 50 mile. Oh, nice. And, yeah. Durban's race. Yeah. So that will be my, my a race. Cause I like, I really like flat and fast mm -hmm. and, um, I, I want to, I'm going to test my paces out after crown King and just try to, you know, set a, the fastest goal for myself that I can, yeah. uh, to, to go after. I did do the marathon last year. And so I have some ideas of what I can do, but I, I have gotten a little bit faster than, uh, when I did that. But Crown King is is coming up uh, March 25th. That's I'm really super close to that. <laughs> yeah, you are. And Chris Warden, he he um he does the like the podcasting and like the live broadcasting mm -hmm. for Aravipa. And he finished Hennepin this year. He's from Rockford, mm -hmm. Illinois. And so we became friends. And he was telling me, "Oh, Michelle, you should do Crown King." Like he says, it's really, you know, it's one of my favorite races. It's just, it's one, it's super old. It's like 40 years old mm -hmm. and you go up and over a mountain and then you finish at this like little, uh, bar in a ghost town. <laughs> of course. And, and I'm like, that just sounds so cool, but I'm like so bad at uphill and mm. it's 6,500 feet of Ooh. gain <laughs> and Goodness. 29 miles. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then it's a two mile screaming downhill is the way they describe it to the finish <laughs> line. So I, I don't know, I've been running trails all winter and <laughs> even though like frozen gnome is like one eighth of the amount of elevation gain yeah. as this race will be. So, and that's the course I'm running on. And so I'm not, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'll just do the, <laughs> I hope I can stay in front of cutoff. <laughs> I was about to ask if you did anything additional coming from, you know, the flatlands and going to something with such a huge amount of vert. Well, I mean, I really think that, you know, I've gotten myself as physically fit as I can over the winter and just being physically fit 
you can use and mentally prepared, I think mm -hmm. you can get through anything. Um, yeah, you know, there's probably some stuff I should have done. I thought about doing some long uphills on the treadmill, <laughs> but I didn't do that. And <laughs> it's a bit I too would, late now. It's a bit too late now. <laughs> yeah, I just would rather run on trails outside. And, uh, you know, so there's some stuff that maybe I could have done to prepare, but I, I mean, I did a hundred percent of my runs on trail. So I, yeah. I wanted to get good trail legs, uh, because last year I mainly ran more flat and fast stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to, you know, practice on the trails and, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. Like I, Chris was telling me that you go up and you can turn around and see where you started because you start at Lake Pleasant okay. and you can see this lake just getting smaller and smaller as you get away. <laughs> but, and you can see every, all the trail that you've been running on. I, it just sounds incredible. I'm ill. I just hope I get to see it all. I will try my best. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I, from the South, I had never heard of ornery mule and I've been around ultra running for like a long time. Right. Never have, but I also didn't really hear about Midwest races. How do you feel about like the Midwest gets zero attention, but we've got beautiful spaces. How does that make you feel as someone who's been in the industry for what we're going 15 years? Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, um, I have said stuff to like ultra running magazine and, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, you know, I would, I, I'm pretty, well, it doesn't sound like I'm quiet, but I'm kind of an introvert. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for some reason I will be really vocal about speaking up for Midwest trail running <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be right in front of like a whole bunch of big people. And I'll just like, tell them all, mm -hmm. you know, like we're worth paying attention to. We have some really great athletes here mm -hmm. and it has been a passion of mine to bring attention to Midwest running. And I think we're definitely on the verge of, you know, really getting a lot of attention. Um, I mean, I, when I went out to American trail running conference, and you everybody stands up and introduces themselves, and ever like so many people came up to me afterwards like they had heard about all of our races and you know like they there was kind of a line to talk to me oh that's and rad they had done hennepin and you know or knew somebody that did hennepin hennepin's been a really popular race hennepin hundreds mm -hmm. it's really popular it's um it's just, it, there's, there's not a lot of stuff out there like that. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we get people from just all over the world for that race. Uh, so I, and I've done conference every year. So I kind of felt like this year that people, a lot of people had really started to hear about it. I mean, we've been filling up by, I mean, we, we actually filled up and I ended up letting a couple more people in already now. Yeah. Um, cause I know that we'll have some people that will pull out before the race. So I actually increase the cutoff a little bit. Yeah. But I do think it's, it's getting better. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like literally just hitting me right now in this moment that of the race directors that I know in the Midwest that truly are running race directing companies, not people with like one-off races or whatever, that they're women. <laughs> like this is just hitting me. Like I know of a group down in Kansas, um, that's led by a woman and a non-binary person and they do a great job just a kick-ass job that um gosh 
Teen Sparkle Productions. Man, I was going to be mad at oh, myself. Cool. I forgot that. They do a rad job. And then we've got you here and I'm, I'm much tinier, so I'm not going to put myself in your bucket. But like, that's interesting because outside of Candace Burt, I don't really know of a woman race director with a lot of races going on. So I'm intrigued now, like what is it about the Midwest that's giving us the space to do that? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, another really great Midwest uh, female race director would be Shalini down in Missouri. Um, she puts on, I, I can't think of the name of some of her races right now, but she puts on a couple of races and she does a really great job. And I, I think that women are fantastic at being race directors because I, I don't, I, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> I feel like we're very creative and thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, I'll make sure it's a shirt that women like, and I don't even know that guys care about that as much. Yeah. Like a lot of my races will have over 50% women in it. That's awesome. And because, and I think that part of, you know, cause you get a good race shirt. There's been plenty of races I've done and I don't mind. I'm, you know, the race experience is great for me, but there's been plenty of shirts where I get this gigantic men's shirt that oh, yeah. like, is just so ugly on me. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, I think that that has helped grow our races and women, you know, definitely are drawn to ordinary meal racing. Like if you're a single guy, like ordinary <laughs> meal racing is a place to be. <laughs> Come on by. Come on by. Come on by. I love that. I love that. That's just like an interesting tip that I lit just thought about and hadn't it. So I'm I'm gonna like dig into this and find out what is Midwest is producing just rad like boss race directors in that way. That's interesting. Um how do you keep your community like thriving between events? Well, um, I've spent a lot of time trying to come up with ways to keep people connected to one another. And I, you know, I kind of like to, in my mind, I'm like running it a little bit like a park district. I'm, I, I used to be yeah. on a Crystal Lake Park District board. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's like an elected, I was a politician, but it's like an elected <laughs> volunteer job. Yeah. And I did that for like eight years. So that was a great learning experience for me. So, and the Crystal Lake Park District does an amazing job. Like it's just so well run. And so I, th I kind of feel like I learned a lot from that. And so we just started uh, doing group training runs and we have those in like the suburbs of Chicago and mm -hmm. Wisconsin. And I'm giving um, like ornery mule money mm -hmm. to the people that lead these runs. Oh, that's cool. And um, so giving them an incentive to, mm -hmm. to do that. And then it kind of helps make somebody responsible and they get, they should, and it help, you know, it helps grow the community, helps find a safe spot for you to go run and meet some other people between races. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's nice this weekend. I'm like, okay, where do I go run? I could go run in Byron area. I could go run up at Nordic because they have a training run there, or I could run here in Crystal Lake. And it's kind of nice having those kind of, kind of um, choices out there. And then I don't know, we just try to come up with different ways. We did the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not as consistent as you are on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but that, I it's mean, hard. That it's hard helps. to be consistent. It's hard. You already got a lot going on. 
we did a good job during COVID and that definitely helped um, during the COVID shutdowns. We stayed on top of it, but then once all the races started again, then um, we've been really inconsistent, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the way it is. We, whenever like we're inspired by something, then we get <laughs> on and, and uh, we, we do it. But um, so we did that. Like we just had a painting party here over the weekend. We do a couple of those and everybody brought their kids. We had like 40 or 50 people here painting. And uh, I don't know, we just try to come up, we did, we've done self-defense classes and we just do all that stuff as free mm-hmm. um, things that I, you know, money from the race is budgeted towards keeping people entertained in between races. So That's part, amazing. So, um, and I think that it's really important. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I never have looked at ordinary meal. Like when I started, I didn't look at it as it was going to be my job yeah and it was just um it was just you know it was something that i love to do and then it accidentally started you know i i had to quit my job because i couldn't keep up and it started you know being profitable and um you know like thank you know thank goodness so i can actually work on it full time because it deserves my full time on it so that it can be the best that it can be yeah where did the name ornery mule come from? Well, everybody, you know, so I like did all these races and everybody kept saying, oh, they're Michelle's races, Michelle's oh, races. Hmm. And I did not like, well, for one thing, it was, I'm like, man, if they don't like it, then it's Michelle's race. <laughs> and that, like, I'll just want to cry. Like, <laughs> and um, so, you know, so I felt a little pressure on that, but, but really I had like people like Jeff Leonard. Um, and Jeff Goodmanson that were just so helpful in the races and when they would call it Michelle's races. And I, and I would think about all the volunteers that were at the race that just knocked their, that, that absolutely made the race. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just me. And so I thought the races needed something that was, that people visualized everybody. It wasn't just Michelle Mm -hmm. and, you know, I like to laugh. And, um, so I was trying to think of a name. I'm like, well, ultra runners, they're like, they're really tough, like a mule. And, you know, they're kind of get ornery if you don't feed them very well. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we should do like ornery mule racing and, and that we couldn't think of anything funnier. Like I talked to all my friends and everybody was like, oh yeah, ornery mule racing. That just sounds good. So we sat on it for a few weeks and then that's what we decided to do all the races under because now I feel like when people see that they don't think Michelle mm-hmm. they see all the people that they're used to seeing at the race yeah that's awesome I love that story so Michelle do you have like a big dream race or an ultra running accomplishment like a fastest known time or whatever that you would like to achieve um well, I mean, I would like, to, I mean, this year I would like, I'm hoping that I can get myself in the shape to do uh pretty fast, uh, 50 mile for me. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to PR, um, my 50 mile. I, I doubt, mm-hmm. uh, my 50 mile PR is like nine hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was actually done during a hundred K race that <laughs> I did in under 12 hours. Uh, so I don't really. I don't know. I don't think I can, I don't think I'll get to that, mm-hmm. but I do think I could probably hold maybe like a 1130 pace for mm-hmm. uh, 50 miles, which would be, 
possibly get close to 10 hours or maybe yeah. just under 10 hours. So, uh, but we'll see. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to stay healthy this year. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's my big goal in the head is to try to get as close to 10 hours as possible at Tunnel mm-hmm. Hill. But I could be way off if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not healthy, you know, or, you know, but I, based on what I know I did last year there and what I trained on and how easy I ran very easy there. It was, just, I hadn't really been training. I had gotten pretty out of shape and then I had gotten back into shape last year. So I went there with very conservative training and you know, I could, I don't know. I just feel like I could, I've got that in me, but we'll see. Yeah. So this is the new question I've been ending with, and I don't really know why I've started doing this, but really just because I'm curious, because you're a whole person outside of running. What's a dream or a goal that you have for yourself right now outside of the running space? You're like, do I have one? I don't know. Yeah, I I think a lot of it definitely revolves (laughs) around running. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the clothing, uh, we really would like to get a nice clothing line. Like yeah. I've been doing a lot of research on it. Uh, you know, I've found a pattern maker, mm-hmm. you know, I've went, you know, gone to shows and kind of learned about, you know, finding factories to work on your stuff. Uh, and I've been working at it for way too long. I feel like everything <laughs> I do, I move really slow at, <laughs> even though everybody thinks that it seems like ordinary meal grew fast, but I moved very slow. Uh, so I don't know. I think that probably growing a clothing line is a pipe dream that I don't know if we'll achieve, but it's kind of, that's my biggest, you know, my most fun side Mm -hmm. hobby and my cats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. Well, Michelle, thank you for, I mean, I've met you in person now, so we're not really strangers on the internet, but thank you so much (laughs) for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. I think that you throw amazing events in the Midwest and in just the country as a whole. Um, And I look forward to checking out another event soon. I think our races kind of butt up to each other the next couple of times, but I will definitely come back to Frozen Gnome because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Allie. I really appreciate you having me on.